0: 1-0 New Jersey as Pesci absorbs a hit, tries to get this one out in front of Vanacek, but New Jersey will clear it away. Brad, he'll get it forward, tipped away to Brad, scores! Oh, yes for Brad. Pulls one to the forehand and beats Kachetkov, and it's 2-0 New Jersey. Welcome to the Cane's Corner Podcast with your host, Adam Gold. The Cane's Corner Podcast is a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. And now, here's Adam. Welcome to the Cane's Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Didn't go well again tonight. It's two nights in a row it didn't go well. But we're still here, so it went well enough, I guess. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina if it's for the exterior of your home. You can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Sammy his crew do a great job. You should check them out for all of your home improvement needs. Aluminumcompany.com. All right. Uh, we're going to go through a few things here, and then we're going to do some uh, question answering, and then we're going to get out of here. Uh, for the record, thought Carolina was everything but the finish tonight they weren't awesome they weren't awesome yesterday but they were good enough to get a, to even pick up two points in a hockey game had they not been so, such a mess on the back end once again mistakes killing this team not that you're not going to make them but the mistakes killed them so it's a combination of bad play and not good enough goaltending. Second night in a row. Freddie Anderson let him down yesterday against Vegas. Pyotr Kachetkov today against the New Jersey Devils. All right, let's uh, let's run through uh, a couple of things here. First, facts. Facts are always good to start off with. Uh, fact: The Hurricanes have not scored essentially in three games. Two oh nine into the game against Philadelphia on Thursday night. At PNC Arena. They score a power play goal. Haven't scored since. That's a long time to not have a goal. Uh, It's been... Like... I don't remember when their power... When their last goal was scored against Montreal. They ended up winning in a shootout. Uh, But... It's been since that. Since they've had a 5-on-5 goal. So the offense... And we've been through this before the offense dries up every once in a while it'll bounce back they'll be okay that's this is not a guarantee of play, playoff success obviously different game when you get to the postseason but i ain't worried about the carolina hurricanes i'm not worried about them against good teams i'm not worried about them against great teams like i get the angst after watching your your favorite team lose but my gosh people you got to get you get a grip on yourselves they're on pace to break the record of points in a season they, they set last year. They're an outstanding team. Chill the hell out. All right, with that said, I think there are certainly things that are concerning. So let's run through a couple of things that I feel uh, that we either saw today or we have seen enough in general of late. And then we'll do a a Q&A. First of all, they lost a hockey game. They did not fall 12 points behind New Jersey. They are tied with New Jersey. They don't play New Jersey anymore, but they are tied with New Jersey. And they have a game in hand on New Jersey. So, theoretically, the Hurricanes are still in better shape than New Jersey. If both teams win all of their remaining games, the Hurricanes will win the division. Okay? So, perspective. Let's, uh, let's just let's deal with that. New Jersey wasn't awesome offensively. I will say this, though. New Jersey was better offensively than Carolina because when presented with chances, they did more with them than Carolina did. My biggest problem with Carolina, and this is not just this game, this is in general. It's not just that they don't finish enough of their chances. It's that for all of their uh, defensive prowess and hounding the puck and creating turnovers, Carolina doesn't do it, uh, for me, doesn't do enough with the turnovers they create. And I thought in the game against Vegas... I thought of the game against Philly, and I thought tonight having the puck is not enough. Creating something with it is, I think, what Carolina doesn't do. Actually, I think it's behind their inability to finish. I think their inability to finish goals, uh, actually score the goal, is not nearly as problematic for me as not being able to get to the point where the goal a goal-scoring chance is, is there. And I think Carolina, that's to me the bigger issue with the Hurricanes, and I thought that was the primary issue tonight. So they get the puck a lot. They do a lot with it. They just don't do a lot clean with it. And if they were better in that area, and I don't even know how to get better in that area. Better players, I don't know. Uh they have a lot of the same I will say that about uh about North about Carolina and it bothers me at times uh because I think there's a lot of redundancy in their lineup. Um but that'll uh, we'll get to that eventually. But Carolina made dumb mistakes. Like the the game against Vegas where really goals were given same thing happened tonight. First goal, can't even understand what Calvin DeHaan's doing. Can't no clue what he's what he's thinking about. Don't don't skate around with the puck toward your own goal. Not with Jack Hughes in the neighborhood. My gosh, Calvin Hahn, I don't know what you were doing. Second goal, maybe that's not a bad play, but I thought Brett Pesci uh under duress should have just found a corner. But when you turn it over in the middle of the offensive zone against a team that is a transition opportunity waiting to happen. It was sort of inevitable that that was going to happen. Jack Hughes was uh, awesome tonight. So, and the third goal was simply a Kachetkov miscue. I mean, if you're going to go out to play the puck, go play the puck. Don't don't mess around with it. Just Just go play the puck. But he hesitated, and then he was gone. He who hesitates is lost. That's what I was told in school. So... That's, uh, to me, three mistakes, three goals. New Jersey made the mistakes. Carolina just didn't make them pay for it. Again, first period I thought was Carolina's, maybe their best. I didn't think they were as good after that. I thought Carolina had some good things happening in the first period in terms of at least creating opportunities, but it gave goals away. All right, second straight night, the goaltending wasn't good enough. I don't want to say it's a problem, but it might be a problem. We have to uh, hopefully somebody gets hot and stays hot and carries this team through a a long playoff run. Uh, But against Vegas, it wasn't Freddie. And tonight, in the first period and a half, it wasn't Kachetkov. You can't allow both of those goals in the first period. I mean, frankly, they're both stoppable. They beat you through your body, so they're both stoppable. You stop none of them. I remember a conversation I had with Alex Nedeljkovic, Hurricanes legend, right after he was called up in the pandemic year. And Ned, uh, it was a game in which I think Columbus scored two goals, including one on a penalty shot. There were there were basically two breakaways that beat Nadelkovich in the game. And I had the conversation was, you know, I don't no, nobody faults you on those. And and Ned said, actually, I do. He said, Am I supposed to stop a breakaway? I'm not supposed to. But I can. So I have to do that. And I thought that accountability, and I'm not saying Kachetkov doesn't have it. What I'm saying is that it's fair to say, you know what, Peter, Piotr, I apologize. You need to get one of those. If you allow the first one, you can't allow the second one. And that's really the issue I had with it, was that you got to get one of them. And he got none of them. And the third goal was just Piotr on uh, mental walkabout. If you're going to play the puck, go get the puck. And then the, I mean, I wish I was allowed to play yakety sacks because the Keystone Cops, Benny Hill-esque scrambling that went on to try to prevent that third goal after Kachetkov went out to play it didn't and then lost the puck. That was, I mean, it was not funny. It was It was black comedy. My gosh, it was bad. All of that was bad. I felt bad for Kachetkov. I felt bad for Brady Shea. Terrible, terrible goal to allow. Um, so the goaltending's got to get better. And again, we'll have Freddie against Winnipeg on Tuesday at PNC Arena. Uh Pudu Yarvi played for Andres Vechnikov. I thought he played well. I mean, my expectations for... Uh yes, they're fairly low. I don't expect him to provide offense. Um, not really sure what he does other than uh be you know six four, two hundred and five pounds, and uh skate real well. I'm not really sure what he does, but I thought that line was pretty good. And it was arguably Carolina's best line. Actually, I don't even know if it was arguable. I think they were Carolina's best line. They didn't produce a goal, but they produced a bunch of chances, which not as good as a goal. I'd rather get no chances and get goals than have a bunch of chances and get no goals, but uh, you can't always have what you want. So I thought that line was good. I don't know that it was good because of Pugliarvi. It was probably good because Jarvis and Ajo were good, but they weren't so good that they scored goals. So we'll uh, we'll leave that right there. Hopefully, Andrei Svechnikov will come back and Pugliarvi will go back to the fourth line or they'll find another spot for him. I don't know. Uh, But I will say this, without Andrei Svechnikov, without Jalen Chatfield, and I do believe the latter is the bigger miss for me. Not that I want to play without Svech, but this is now two games in the last three where it was a noticeable absence of not having Chatfield on the ice. A noticeable absence. Chatfield was able to cover for us when uh, Slavin was out. And they don't have anybody that can cover for Carolina's defense on the third pair when Jalen Chatfield's not there. So hopefully he will come back. Hopefully he will skate this week. And maybe uh, the Hurricanes can get him back by the weekend. Uh, but Carolina is going to need a full boat to be effective. And finally, this is a stretch of hockey, people. Starting with Vegas yesterday and the Devils today, here's the next eight games for a total of 10. Winnipeg at home. They're in playoff position. At Toronto, yeah. At Philadelphia, whoo! Night off. Don't lose that one. Uh, at the Rangers, yep. Yeah. Home against the Rangers. Home against Toronto. Home against Boston. Home against Tampa Bay. That stretch: Rangers, Leafs, Bruins, Lightning, at home in a row. I'm wondering, one of those uh, or two of those games are back to backs. Uh, Toronto and Boston, I believe, is a um, Sun Saturday Sunday. At PNC Arena, Toronto, Boston. Holy cow, that's going to be something else. And then Tampa's on Tuesday. So that's Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday. So those four games in a six-day stretch should be fun, right? Actually, it will be fun. I don't know how well they'll do, but it will be fun because sports is fun. Adam Gold in studio with Sammy Hanna, owner and operator of the aluminum company of North Carolina. Thanks for coming over. You brought a friend with you. I did, Adam. I brought Jeff Monsign here with me today. It's great to have Jeff continue to be a part of the aluminum company. Obviously Took over the company from his father in 1984, and me and him had a great time growing the company through all those years. And now we're going to continue the legacy of the aluminum company with myself, Ryan, all the salesmen that have continued on with the company, Dallas Furl, Danny Newman, Patrick Day, John Alexander, Jeff Hoffman, and my children are now starting with the company. Oh my gosh! So we've got a new generation kicking off with the aluminum company to continue on the legacy. So, you, Sammy, get in here, Jeff. Uh, can I say something? Please, I'm going to elbow him out of the way. If you're thinking about exterior home improvements, give the aluminum company a call. Sammy has. Done an unbelievable, fantastic job. It makes me proud that I was able to exit the company and somebody was able to take it over to keep up the high standards that I started. So I'm very proud of Sammy as well. You guys are amazing. Customer service is the best thing you guys do. 800-672-4348, aluminumcompany.com. Uh, I have one criticism. This is uh, This won't take too long. It's multifaceted, but I have one criticism for... Not necessarily the game, because I didn't think the game itself, Carolina, was all that bad except for their mistakes. Uh, I'd also think that the Devils, if we, if we, I wouldn't base a damn thing on the third period. Not a thing. I don't, I don't care if you think Carolina was great in the third period. To me, it doesn't matter because you're down 3 nothing to a, to a team that wasn't going to blow that lead. In the past, Rod Brindamore has never hesitated to mess around with his forward lines, when things were not going well. He's never been afraid. We see it uh, a lot. Oh, lines in a blender, right? I fully expected that to be the third period. I was kind of bothered by the fact that that did not happen in the third period, almost as though what we saw for the first two periods was good enough. Now, were there chances in the first two periods? Yeah, there were. But there were no goals. And all the chances in the world that don't create goals, I mean, are good to a point. But something had to be different in the third period, and it wasn't. And that bothered me a little bit, especially knowing Rod's track record when he is not afraid to change up his forward lines. So that kind of bothered me. One other thing about that, I want to believe that Tevo Terraviner is coming around. I want to believe that, yes, Perry Kotkaniemi is becoming good enough in that role to uh, basically pilot a scoring line. But I'm not there on either count. And I know this was, the, this was a question of somebody's in the queue, but I'm just going to bring it up because I've been thinking about this really for the last two weeks. Martin Natchez has scored some big goals of late, but I don't think he's playing well. I think Natchez has been part of the problem that is too cute at times. And last year, my biggest issues with Natchez was not that he was not scoring. It's that he was making very risky, dangerous passes. And I feel like we have slipped back into that. The goal scoring is there. Although not in not a ton lately, but it's the it's the it's the puck management problems with Marty that I believe we can't have going forward. It's gonna get you beat in the playoffs. All right. Uh, with that said, let's uh, let's get to some uh, some questions uh, from uh, from th- the masses out here. And I said before. Uh, we are only going to answer good questions. So if you come, if you come at this with, uh, we're headed for a first round exit again. I'm not answering the question. I'm ignoring it. I'm not even. I'm not even responding uh, to uh, to the question in the in, in the queue. All right, from Benjamin, and I bring this up for one reason, one reason only, and you'll understand why in a minute. What's the vibe in the Canes locker room during this slump? Any players mad? Should they be? Or do they trust in their process? All the post-game interviews sound like a Tuesday game in November. Well, let's handle those one by one, Benjamin. What's the vibe in the Canes locker room during this slump? You mean the two games that they lost? During this massive two-game slump? Any players mad? I mean, they want to win. So, mad is one way to look at it or mad, frustrated. Do they trust in their process? Yes. Yes, they do. I'm sorry. Look at the record. Let's see. Would you trust in a process that got you to 43, 14, and 8? 94 points, second best in the NHL. I would trust in that process. All the post-game interviews sound like a Tuesday game in November. Well... Uh, it was a Thursday, a Saturday game in March. And this is a Sunday game in March. It ain't playoff hockey yet. So, I mean, I hate to be, uh, snide, but see, that's what I'm trying to avoid here. That's what I'm trying to avoid here. I don't know. I guess these types of things, this is, this is, uh, that's why we don't take calls on the radio show. Um. Have we seen a regression? Okay, this was the question. I actually think this is a great question from Kane's Chaos, who asked too many questions. I just chose this one. Have we seen a regression in Natchez the last few weeks? Larger amount of fancy and less straight line. And, yes, that is true. I believe that to be true. So, uh, from Justin, do we see Coglin in the lineup Tuesday? My question would be Why? I mean, only if we have injuries. And let me interrupt this for one second. I'd like to see Jack Drury up here. I'd like to see Max Lajoie up here. Do I think Max Lajoie would be a better option than Calvin DeHaan? Sometimes. Sometimes. Um, I think Max deserves a shot to play. Uh, I think we're going to see. We have to see Jalen Chatfield back in the lineup. And I'm not saying Max should play over Shane Bear at all. I'm not saying that. But if Shane's going to play his offside, you need a left-shot defenseman, let's get Max Lajoie here and let him play. Right, Max, is, Max is a player. Max could be uh, a third-pair defenseman for this team next year. I mean, he's not going to be worse than Calvin DeHaan. I, I mean, I'm not knocking Calvin DeHaan, who's for the most part been okay. Okay ain't going to cut it in the playoffs. They need better than okay. Uh, Well, let's keep in mind this team has 94 points and 17 games left. Good start. With that said, Tripp and Chain mentioned on the broadcast adversity could be a good thing for this team. Do you agree or do you think there are reasons for concern? Eight periods without a goal, really, nine periods without a goal, injuries, goaltending. I think those two, I think both of those things can be true at the same time. Uh, adversity will not be terrible. Adversity has not hurt this team before. Uh, They have dealt with losing streaks and come out of them on the other side. They've had two losing streaks. They had two, what, four-game losing streaks this year. Actually, one of them was five games. And two of them. And look at their record. So, yeah, I think adversity is good for them. Adversity is good for any team. Uh, I'll say this. Boston's great. But it ain't good for Boston that they have not had any pressure, any scoreboard pressure, basically since the middle of November. None. Nobody is with it. Nobody is even close to them. Toronto's good, and they can barely see Boston from where they are. So the other stuff that Will brought up is stuff that I've talked about. Yeah, they've gone basically nine periods without a goal. That's a problem. Injuries, they they don't have a ton right now. They have two key ones and hopefully both of both of them will be short-term. Um, if they're not, if Svetch is out for a length of a period, of, you know, any significant length of time, that's bad, obviously. They don't have a ton of guys who can do what Svetch does. And Jalen Chatfield, as it turns out, is super important to what they do. Goaltending, I said at the beginning of the season, I wasn't 100% comfortable in Carolina's goaltending. Partly because I didn't believe that Kachetkov was ready for a role like this. And for about six, seven weeks in the middle of the season, we all knew that he was. And now I think it's fair to go, well, maybe he's not. And I don't think the Hurricanes goaltending, aside from Pyotr Kachetkov, can handle a long playoff run. I don't. Um, Dale, possible mixture of forward lines coming up. Uh, I would have done it today, so if it wasn't going to happen today, it probably wasn't going to happen. It probably isn't going to happen. Maybe it will. Maybe Rod liked what he saw from Puyarvi, Aho, and Jarvis, and when Svechnikov comes back, he'll go onto a different line and somebody else will move somewhere else. Um, Here's the problem for Carolina right now, and I think what might happen, and I wouldn't be against this, is to have Paul Stasny bump back up with uh, two scoring wingers. The fourth line has generated a fair amount of chances without scoring of late. So maybe there just needs to be a different mix. You put Kokaniemi there, maybe it's just a little bit of a different mix, put Stasny up, uh, and maybe uh, a few things change. I don't know how that is all going to work out. Um, but yeah, I would, I would definitely, I would definitely change, uh, just mix up the forwards a little bit. Uh, Steve points out that Turbo has ghosted us. Yeah. Um, every time I think Teravinen is about to become that guy when he had the hat trick against Tampa, I thought, all right, Teravinen is that guy now. He kind of goes the other way. He hadn't played well since. So I don't know. Some guys just don't have a great year. Every once in a while, even outstanding players, and Tara Vine is an outstanding player, sometimes you just don't have a good year. And I think what we should be hoping for is that we get to the postseason and it's a completely different season. That would be really good. Sawyer asks, where does this team go if Sve- is, if Svech is in need of some time to get back to 100%? Could that open the door for Drury, Reese, Ponomarev, call-up? It might, but remember, there's already an extra forward here. I think Drury is going to get called up anyway. Uh, I don't know about Reese or Ponomarev. Uh, I'm not going to lie and tell you I've watched uh, Vasily Ponomarev play. I know what Jamison Reese is. I think Jamison Reese is going to be on this team next year more than likely. He's certainly going to have a chance to make the team. Panemarov, to I don't know. I here's the for all the Hurricanes prospects and love affair with their own prospects. There isn't a top six NHL forward in the, in Chicago, and there's not a top four NHL defenseman in Chicago. So, how much help is there really coming up from the minor leagues? Part of the problem, I thought, with uh, with the, why Carolina didn't make a bigger deal at the deadline was because Carolina's prospects, while they have a lot of good ones, a lot of future NHL players, they don't have a lot of future top NHL players. In fact, the one that most people believe will be is the defenseman from Russia who hasn't even come over here and won't until, I believe, the 2025 season, is that they weren't, he was untouchable. So if you're not going to trade somebody that could get you somebody, if you're not going to give up an asset, a real asset, then teams aren't going to want to trade because they look at Carolina's system and they go, yeah, he's nice. There's a. There might be a third-line winger there, or there might be a bottom-pair defenseman. I ain't making a I ain't helping you out if you're not going to help me out. I mean that's just the way trades work, right? I mean, that's the way I look at it. Uh look, I, I'm I'm doing my very best to reserve judgment until we really see what the effects were or the the, the impact one way or the other from the trade deadline. You know, if you've listened to this podcast, you know what I've been saying all year long, and uh, I'm just going to let those thoughts kind of just stay there, and we'll we'll uh, return to them when and if all the precincts have reported. Uh, as of right now, they haven't, so we are not, we are not going to, uh, we're not going to deal with it. We're just going to let the season play. And then we'll uh, we'll pick up the pieces with all of it when we have to address it. Um, did the Hurricanes do enough of the deadline? Remains to be seen. All right, that's that for us. This is the Canes Corner Podcast, We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham, no place like it. Sammy Hanna's crew do a great job. Check them out online, aluminumcompany.com, for freedom to obligation estimate. And follow the Canes Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Give us a rating. Let us know what you think. And we are here after every Hurricanes game. And until Tuesday against Winnipeg, I am Adam. We'll see you later. Bye. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Yes, I do. The Canes Corner Podcast is a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network.